Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey. Welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here's your host, Jim Manfredonia. Very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come To Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, a great, great joy for me to be here with you on this beautiful Feast of the Transfiguration, August 6th, 2020. I pray you're having a blessed day, a happy day, a holy day, a safe day, a healthy day, <laughs> a, a, a a carefree day, you know, uh, just, uh, you know, the world, if we, if we let it, the world would really drag us down, wouldn't it? But not us. We we are a people of hope. <laughs> so, and today, since it is Catechism Day, and it is the Feast of the Transfiguration, uh, we're going to go to the Catechism and um, go to the section on the Transfiguration, which the Catechism teaches is a foretaste of the kingdom. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Just you know, I was praying in the chapel early this morning, or not early this morning, but this morning. <laughs> Um, as I do every day, and and just meditating, as I do a lot of, in there with the Lord. You know, he's there in the tabernacle. And just kind of contemplating life in general, the world, the state of the world, where we are right now. and, and uh, But, you know, we're not really, we're not meant for this world. <laughs> we're really meant to be with God. Uh, that is why he created us, to be with him for all eternity. And this because of the fall of man, is an exile that we're in, in this state. That's why there is death. That's why there is sin. I should say there's sin, and that's why there's death. And, and we're, we're, we're longing for, should be longing for the kingdom. And so no matter what this world does or how it's doing or whatever it finds itself in, we're not to be of it. We're, we're to be in it, the Lord tells us that, uh, to bring his light into the world. But we're not to be of it because our true citizenship and our ultimate destination is to be with Almighty God for all eternity. So we can't let this kind of stuff get us down. Everything It seems to get worse and worse every day. Um, but you know what? We, as I said, and as you know, we, we are a people of hope and and. and we know that our hope rests in God, and nothing man can do should should uh, disturb that. So we'll get to that. Let's pray first, though. I'm happy you're here. And, uh, of course, if you are listening live at 4.03 on this Feast of the Transfiguration, August 6th, 2020, um, on all of our uh, network of domestic church media radio stations, of course, we're coming to you on all of our platforms and you know we're we're trying to use whatever is out there to get the gospel out. And I I, I received a lovely little note today in the mail um, from one of our beautiful listeners, our family of listeners. And thanks to all of you who continue to 
to send us your checks and, and support us. I'm so grateful. You know, I go to the post office. I used to go every day, but I don't do that now because of, of the COVID thing. Uh, so maybe once or twice a week I'll go pick up the mail. So I get a nice little stack of mail and I go through it. And, and so many of you take uh, the time to jot down little notes uh, of thanks. And this one note thanked us for the programming and for being uplifting. You know, and I, I'm so that that really warms my heart because that's what we want to do. We want this to be a haven of hope for you, a beacon of light that shines in the darkness, that no matter what the world is doing out there, you can come here and feel good about being a child of God, a disciple of Jesus Christ, and a member of this wonderful church that he founded, the Catholic Church. And, you know, again, we're, we're, we're called to be in the world, not of it, but we bring all of that joy and all of that, that great light to the world. And, and try to bring the rest of the world up. <laughs> We're building up the kingdom here on earth. So um, it just, you know, as, as we do this and as we come together in prayer and as we, we come together and share in the joy that we, of the gospel that we do uh, during this hour and all the programs that we bring to you, um, I, I'm happy you're here. And I'm thrilled that you you're take time out of your day to come and, and just feel good about who you are as a child of God. Feel good about who you are as a Catholic. So we're praying, and we are praying for our country. And again, this prayer, my friends, is available uh, for free. I'll send them out to you. Beautiful little four-by-six laminated prayer card that uh, our Emily put together for for you. And we we, uh, had mass produced, (laughs) uh, thousands of them. And we want to get them out to you. If I could, if I could throw them right through the, the microphone or the camera here, I would. But you got you got to let us know you want them. I'll tell you how to get how to get that in just a moment. But let's pray it first. Uh, and we have to pray fervently. Pray now every day for our country. We really, really do, uh, because we see the forces of evil infiltrating so many areas of life, and including our government and trying to infiltrate even more. The devil would like nothing more than this country to to be destroyed, a country that was founded upon the basic Judeo-Christian principles, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, all of us being created equal by God. So we pray this prayer, and uh, we'll pray our other little prayers as well, and then I'll tell you how you can get Free copies of this. So let's begin, my friends, as we begin all good things in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, our Father in heaven, who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters, Holy Spirit, who chose Mary as your spouse, God the Son, who chose Mary as your mother, in union with Mary, we adore your majesty and acknowledge your supreme eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, we wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our president and on the officers of our government. Grant us a fruitful economy born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of the nation. Guard the precious gifts of many religious vocations. 
through the intercession of our mother, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, sinners, on all who are in need. Mary, Immaculate Virgin, our Mother, Patroness of our land, we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you. Protect us from every harm. Pray for us that acting always according to your will and the will of your divine Son, we may live and die pleasing to God. Amen. And we'll pray our prayer to St. Michael the Archangel, as Holy Father requested, and the beautiful ancient Subtum Presidium prayer to our Blessed Mother, uh, that also Holy Father requested we pray every day. Two years ago, it was August of, of 2018, he asked us to pray these prayers every day to protect the church from the attacks of the devil. And I've included in that intention now to also protect our country from the attacks of the devil. And so let's pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. St. Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, my dear friends, I thank you for praying together. And uh, if you would like free copies of this beautiful prayer for the United States of America, um, they're yours for the taking, yours for the asking. We'll give them to you free of charge. We, you know, I was in prayer about a month or so ago and just really felt inspired that we needed to encourage praying for the, our country now as we enter into this very critical time leading up to the general elections in uh, November. Um, and in that prayer, I okay, we'll find a prayer, we'll pray it on the air, but then I said, you know what, let's, let's, of course the Lord was placing it on my heart, you know, get thousands of them and uh, send them out to anybody who wants them. Get have this beautiful, this beautiful prayer, this domestic church media prayer cell, praying the same prayer, you know, for our country. So it, this prayer that we prayed, and that is yours for free, is the prayer that was prayed in 1959 at the dedication and consecration of the National Basilica of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. Um, so we put it on a, a beautiful 4 by 6 laminated card, and I ordered 5,000 of them. And all you have to do is ask us and tell us how many you want, and we'll get them out to you. I, just, I was at the post office today and just had another big stack go out. <laughs> so... Um, you go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. That's domesticchurchmedia.org. And up on the top of our um, website, there are various links. One link is for prayer. So just uh, place your cursor over the word prayer, and a little menu drops down, and click the first option there, prayer for the United States of America. Give us your name, your address, and tell us how many you want, and we'll get them out to you. Uh, you can request as many as you want, as long as you pass them out and encourage people to pray. Um, and I know yesterday I said, and I, I, I see I'm still, my mindset, I guess, is still in pre-COVID days. Um, 
because my routine really hasn't changed that much. I, I, I go from home here to the station, do my work every day, you know, and do what I normally did even before the virus situation. And I just don't think. But I was saying yesterday, you know, ask your pastor if you could put some of these in the entries to the church. And I'm, I was reminded today by Mary, our liaison coordinator, well, you can't do that anymore. They don't, they don't put things out in the church. They don't even have hymnals in the church anymore. So anyway, you can't do that. Um, but you can pass them out to friends and family, uh, you know, and just ask people to pray. I, I did get a, a note from someone uh, who said that she uh, sent one to a relative up in, um, I think it was Connecticut or Rhode Island, somewhere up in the New England states and somewhere else in the country. And she was asking, do, do, does our station go there? And I say, you know, well, our radio stations only cover certain areas here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, but using any of these other means or methods of communication that we use, streaming audio, our free mobile app, Amazon Alexa, Google Home. Right now, our live program is on YouTube, on Facebook. Uh, you know, we have, a, we have a wonderful YouTube channel. You can watch all these programs on YouTube, also on our homepage. Um, so the idea is to get as many people praying as possible, praying for our country. Let's raise this country up through the immaculate hands of our Blessed Mother, as she presents the country to her son leading up to the general elections in November. And we pray that, guided by the Holy Spirit, the right people are put in the positions of uh, representation from the president down, and that the Holy Spirit will put the, the right men and women who are supposed to be there who will govern and rule and legislate according to the basic Judeo-Christian ways of life upon which this country was founded. So anyway, go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. Place your cursor over the word prayer. A little menu drops down. Click on prayer for the U.S., and then give us your name, address, and uh, how many you want. Submit it. We'll get it, and we'll get them out to you. We do, we, we do the mailings once a week, so it's not like overnight or anything, but you get them. I promise you'll get them. And um, as I said, I ordered 5,000 of these, so we have them here, and we're, we the purpose of giving them out. So do that and pray along with us. i got to tell you, something really strange uh, happened uh, today, yesterday and today. Oh, by the way, we got our power back at the Manfredonia household uh, last night. <laughs> Cheryl and I were here at the station because there's air conditioning here. There wasn't any air conditioning at home, so we, we had dinner here and stuff and then went back and we were driving down our street uh, around dusk. And lo and behold, the porch light was on waiting for us. So <laughs> it was nice to have the power back. Um, but yesterday, uh, Cheryl and I were driving, uh, I guess, either over here or back home. And I'm driving, and all of a sudden, did you ever have this happen to you? A person came to mind, and I'll, I'll say the name of the person because he was, he was a, a deacon um, who we knew many, many years ago in our you know, radio journey, uh, Deacon uh, Bill Iacobellus over in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. And I hadn't thought about Bill in such a long, long years, years and years, and I was driving, and all of a sudden, he just came to mind. And I said to Cheryl, do you remember Bill Yacobellis? 
And she said, yeah, didn't he, he was worked at a car. He was also a deacon, but he also worked. His main job was he worked at a car dealership and he sold us a car back in, I think, 2002 or something. And that was that. You know, I hadn't thought about him. Hope he's doing well. And I went to the Archdiocese of Philadelphia website today, just before, just before we went on the air, to try and find that novena prayer that they're praying. They started the novena today uh, to our Blessed Mother to end the pandemic. Um, and it's going to be prayed through the 15th, the Feast of the Assumption. Anyway, I didn't see, I couldn't find that prayer. I was still looking for it. But then all of a sudden I clicked on um, press releases, so I thought that it might be in there. And sad to say, there it was, that Deacon Bill Iacobellis passed away. And his obituary was right there. And uh, I pray he's in the hands of the Lord. He was a very nice man as we knew him. He was a deacon, an ordained deacon in the church. Uh, we knew him pr- pretty well back in the day. And um, he died on July 27th. But isn't that interesting? Uh, it, 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 you know, that uh, happened to me once before. We were in Rome for, I, it was either the last time we were there when we went to see the Shroud of Turin or the year prior to that when we were at the um, canonization of John Paul II and John the Twenty Third. But we were in Rome, and I was sitting in the lobby of the hotel, just relaxing, and a gentleman came to mind, again, who I had not thought about in years and years and years. He had been the athletic director at St. Peter's High School when I was uh, a student there back in the 70s, early 70s. And I had just, well, it just came to mind. I thought, uh, and so just, again, I was there with not much to do, just relaxing. I took out my, my iPhone and Googled his name, and it turns out he passed away the day before. So whenever you get, whenever you have situations like that, and I, I have to remember to do this. When a person who you knew or know, of whom you hadn't thought for years, and they come to mind, say some prayers for them. Because either they they need prayer here on earth or they need prayer in their transition to the kingdom. Uh, I thought that was pretty neat. So God rest his soul, Bill Iacobellis, Deacon Bill Iacobellis passed away, and uh, he was a friend of ours um, while we were in uh, our uh, journey to uh, uh, bring Catholic radio to the area. So... We just pray for the happy repose of his soul. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay, so we're going to go to the catechism second half of the hour and talk about the transfiguration. But I thought what I would do also is, you know, I, every day I always look for, try to find interesting things to talk about. <laughs> Faith-based. And one of my sources is the website Spirit Daily. I don't know if you're familiar with that. SpiritDaily.com. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in there. They draw from other news sources. Some of it you got to be careful because it's a little bit, you know, they'll, they'll get into um, um, alleged apparitions and things. And you got to be watch out for that, obviously. You know, I always say, let the church speak uh, regarding um, alleged appearances of Blessed Mother or others. <laughs> uh, you know, the church has approved worthy of belief, the ones that Fatima and Lourdes and you know, they're, they're, but the ones that are still under investigation, just let, you know, I, I, I'm not going to promote them because I let the wait for the church to speak on these things. So you got to be careful of that. But there were interesting things in here I thought, um, one, it's not faith-based, but it's it, pretty scary, is that the Russians um, 
are creating these killer robots. Now, this is how, how weird and strange the world is becoming. I mean, to the point of science fiction-esque. These killer robots, and I've seen some video that we have these things too, where they make these robots and they're, they're basically indestructible mano-mano, um, you know, hand, hand, hand combat. Uh, they, you could knock them down and they get right back up. You can't just, you know. So, but these things are being, being tested. Um, so we want those things out of here. We, we, don't, want, we don't want these man-made uh, uh, robots doing uh, warfare, battling. Um, a, lot of the, a lot of what's in here, you know, are, are things where um, uh, you read the, the horrible stories of, of churches being torched and statues being destroyed, religious statues. Um, but there was this one in the Museum of Scuola Grandi da San Marco, Sorry, let me pronounce that again. I mispronounced it. Scuola Grande di San Marco in Venice, Venezia, is hosting an exhibit of the Shroud of Turin that began uh, last month. And they have this actual life-sized 3D model of Jesus, which was created using the physical dimensions of the image of the Shroud of Turin. So we've seen the, sh- the image that is on the shroud and, and this, whatever type of technology they used, they created this 3D model of Jesus in the position that he's in, in the shroud, but it's a 3D model. So, you know, if we believe that that shroud is the actual burial cloth of Jesus, which, I mean, all signs point to it that it is, that this 3D model is what Jesus actually looked like because it was based on that, uh, um, made by Sergio Rodella. Um, they use, um, let me see the technology, I'm just pulling it up. The, the technology they used on this thing, um, let's see, it says that, that joins numerous studies, uh, forensic medicine, biology, botany, chemistry, digital technology, all these things they use that to study the shroud and to come up with. I mean, there's there's really no dispute anymore. I think they that back in the '80s. Remember they did a carbon testing and they said it was they can only trace it back to the uh, to the to the uh, mid 1400s or something. Uh, but then they said that because of the way it was traveling around the world and it had picked up the, the fire and it had been it caught fire at one point. And it picked up pollen from the, the Middle East. I'm sorry, the um, uh, of, of Europe. So anyway, but they they really have done much more detailed research into it since then, and, and have determined that it, it traces back to first century um, um, Jerusalem, so or the Holy Land. So um, anyway, I think it's interesting that this this model of Jesus based on that on that particular. Uh, on the shroud itself, a 3D model. Let's see what technology can do these days. Um, and, of course, uh, today is the 75th uh, remembrance of the attack on Hiroshima. And uh, now if you look at the, the, I think I mentioned this before, you look at the dates of World War II. It really is the prominent dates in that war from the attack on Pearl Harbor which was December 7th, but the declaration of war 
by the U.S. on Japan was December 8th. The nuclear attack on Hiroshima was today, the Feast of the the Transfiguration, and the uh, surrender was signed on August 15th, the Feast of Our Lady's Assumption in 1945. So there's a a lot of that. You know, I think one of the, I think probably the greatest weapon that was used during the Second World War to defeat uh, tyranny and Nazism was the rosary. I believe that. I think that 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 war was won by the faithful here at home and around the world uh, praying to our Blessed Mother, and her hand was so present in that, especially at the the surrender of Japan on, on the Feast of Her Assumption. Uh, let's see what else was in here. Well, if you check it out, it's at spiritdaily.com. There's a lot of there's secular stuff in here, too, but most of it is um, is faith-based and interesting stories. But I said you got to be careful because some of the things that are in here sometimes uh, delve into, um, uh, you know, alleged apparitions that haven't been approved by the church, and we have to be careful of that. Let the church speak on that. There's a reason the church has a process. I think Father Groeschel one time said that when Bernadette Subaru um, was uh, receiving her visions of our Blessed Mother in Lourdes, that there were 200 other reported apparitions by other people at the same time. So people kind of kind of get into this hysteria, you know. So obviously none of them were, were true. Bernadette's was, the church determines, worthy of belief. Um, but at the same time that she was, the Blessed Mother was appearing to her, there were over 200 other reported apparitions by other people. So that's why the church has this wonderful um, um, process in place uh, to determine whether or not an alleged apparition is worthy of belief. And again, remember these, and it's, I know it sounds harsh because... You, you know, we all embrace the message of Fatima and the, the, the beauty of, of the healings at Lourdes and other approved apparitions. But when the church approves an apparition, what they determine is that, as I just said, it's worthy of belief, but they don't require that you believe it. Does that make sense? The church will say Fatima is an apparition, and the church determined that it is worthy of belief. Yes, you, you can believe this, but we're not going to require you to believe it as a, as a, a tenet of our faith because it was a, a private revelation. But Mother Church, in her process for determining these things, determined that it was worthy of belief. And sometimes people get a little upset by that because they, they you know, well, I believe it. They'll say, I believe that Blessed Mother's here, there, or everywhere. And, and I always say, but... Maybe she may very well be, you know, wherever. And and uh, but I'm going to wait for the church to decide whether it's worthy of belief or not. Because you know the devil can come in very many. He can come as an angel of light. I mean, Lucifer, uh, you know, uh, he's, he's he's a fallen angel, and he can come as an angel of light. He can he can he can trick us, and he's very very tricky. So we got to be careful of things like that. There are probably more. Many, many, many more, thousands more uh, apparitions that were false than the ones that had been approved by the church as worthy of belief. Um, 
Let's see. Anything else here? Uh, well, yesterday was the feast, or the uh, I guess it was the feast day of the um, Saint Mary Major, um, the beautiful basilica in in Rome, and uh, which we have been blessed to be there a few times. Um, and the Holy Father made a surprise visit uh, on the feast of the dedication. There was a beautiful story there. If you want to go to spiritdaily.com, um, telling the story of the miraculous snowfall. This is why it was celebrated on, on the, the uh, tradition on the night of August 4th and 5th. Um, the Blessed Mother appeared to Pope Liberius and to a Roman patrician named John, requesting that they build a church on a spot that would be shown to them. And the first part of, the, uh, of August in Rome is notoriously hot and humid. Uh, but on the morning of August 5th, the year 358, the people of Rome were greeted with an almost unbelievable sight. A blanket of snow covered a part of the top of the Esquiline Hill, Esquiline Hill uh, indicating the place where the church should be built. And um, so for centuries, the church in Rome has celebrated the dedication of St. Mary Major, also known as the Liberian Basilica, with spe- uh, special rituals. And during the singing of the Gloria at the principal solemn mass, a portion of the ceiling is opened, and white jasmine petals are showered on the congregation in uh, commemoration of the miraculous origins of the basilica. So that's a beautiful tradition in Rome. And yesterday, Holy Father made a surprise visit. Imagine that you're at the, you're in this basilica, and all of a sudden you're kind of uh, making room for an entourage, and there, in white, is Pope Francis walking in to uh, pay his respects and pray at this beautiful uh, church dedicated to our Blessed Mother. Um, so that was yesterday and uh, you can read the story. If you go to spiritdaily.com, you can check out all these stories. And, uh, it's just, as I said, it's, it's a, it's a nice, it's a, it's a web, a Catholic website you can trust, but with a discerning heart, because you might find some things in there sometimes that are a little bit off, um, not, not theologically off, but just going into areas that we need to just leave up to the. Uh, decision of the church. So, anyway, take a break. When I come back, we're going to go to the catechism and talk about this beautiful feast day, the uh, transfiguration that the catechism says is a foretaste of the kingdom. So, stay where you are. I'll be right back. all over America, what have you done for your marriage today? It's a good question. I gave a huge hug this morning. We've actually organized a date night tonight. I took the baby while she worked. Um, I sent my husband a love email. I have carried my wife's purse. I shopped. We talked. I made my wife laugh. She's still laughing. (laughs) What have you done for your marriage today? Do something a little special. Get started at foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign. 
Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go to GoodShop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit GoodShop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's GoodShop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. GoodShop.com. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. You and I must be imitators of Jesus. We are victims sometimes of circumstances, as he was here. But it was all accepted as the Father's holy will. That is holiness. So try to pray. How much time do you spend watching soap operas or television that really isn't good television? Or just kind of laying around? See, well, I need to relax. I find prayer very relaxing. You can kick your shoes off and, and just sit there and talk to the Lord. He's your friend. You don't have to be on your dignity. You don't have to get up before four, but there's many times during the day you can pray. In your car, when you're picking up the kids, on your way to the office. Let us be Jesus-oriented. He loves you. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we've got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. From Bristol to Browns Mills. Shrewsbury to Solbury. Silverdale to Seagirt. Southampton to Seaside Heights. From Lawrenceville to Leonardo. Proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. On this Thursday, this beautiful Feast of the Transfiguration, we're going to go to the Catechism of the Catholic Church in just a moment and go to the uh, section that teaches about the Transfiguration, a foretaste of the kingdom. Uh, Before we do that, again, I'll just throw out a little pitch, uh, if I may. Here we are in August. And as you know, my friends, we didn't have our Radiothon this year. 
Uh, it was scheduled for April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd back in the spring and right in the, the heart of the beginning of the pandemic. So we, we postponed it. Looking ahead to the fall, um, we're praying about that. But whether we should, can, when, have it, um, and it's everything is still so much up in the air. I, you know, I think we all were hoping that by by the fall, everything would get back to normal, but we still see some, well, reported spikes and people, uh, governors and, and things making decisions that still is having adverse effect uh, due to this uh, horrible, horrible uh, virus. So, but that doesn't negate the fact <laughs> that we still operate. And, you know, as I've shared with you, and we are so blessed because so many of you, God bless you, we have a wonderful family of, of, of uh, listeners and viewers who support us on a regular basis. You, The monthly donors, you, you really keep us, you know, keep us going. And all of you who, again, I, I saw checks today come in that I haven't seen from people for, for a few months. So praise God, you know, thank you. Please keep the support coming. We've been here for you 24-7. We never shut down, you know, for as, as long. And all the trouble we, we're having, we're still waiting. You know, we're still on our 1260 transmitter. Um, as I said, we've brought insurance into this now, and we, we think we're going to be able to get something from them. But that's taking a long time. We're still operating on a, on a backup transmitter that's at lower power and things. But through all this, the Lord has enabled us to be here for you 24-7, whether it be on the radio any of our uh, media platforms that we use uh, as a place where you can come, as I said, and, and find a haven of hope in the midst of all of this. And as I said, and as we'll talk about in just a little bit, you know, we're not meant for this world. We're here, and, and God, you know, in his, in his great love for us, uh, gives us the gift of life. We're living in this world. Um, we're in it, and we want to build up the kingdom so that when the time comes and the Lord returns, we're with him for all eternity. And if we leave this world before he returns and uh, transition into the next life, we want to be with him for all eternity. So um, this apostolate, domestic church media, exists to evangelize, to bring the good news to as many people as possible, to whomever the Lord brings to us to share in the joy of the gospel, the joy of our faith. That, you know, if there's one thing I hope that you you take away, as I said, I've been doing this a long time, <laughs> that um, Cheryl and I, you know, we've, we've been in this, oh my goodness, since, you know, the, the before the turn of the century, <laughs> this, this present century. And, no matter what, though, we've always been allowed to experience joy in what we do. This, this, this wonderful fruit of the of the spirit. You know, we we, and I, I pray that you you feel that too. You know, I, we just heard Mother Angelica and and dear Mother, God rest her soul, um, always exuded such great joy when she was on the air, and she was my inspiration you know to do what we're doing to be able to to do this and, and to to pursue it against all odds so the bottom line is my brothers and sisters if you can and have it within your means to support us again thanks to all of you who are doing that on a regular basis 
But those, maybe we have new listeners because, you know, when the pandemic came, everything shifted, you know, people's habits changed. I know you get tired of watching television and watching those news and and the political thing. And just come here, put it on the background, you know, do your, 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 take your afternoon break from whatever you do, or maybe just do it while you're working, have it on in the background and listen and feel good about who you are as a child of God and a brother or sister of Jesus. He loves you. His mother said, you know, one thing. The essence of evangelization is to tell everybody that Jesus loves you. And when you're loved, your spirit is raised. You know, you just feel that, that, that uplifting uh, strength that you receive from love. And so I, I pray that's what you, you, you feel when you come here. So help us out in whatever, any way you can. You can write to me here. Uh, your your uh, gift is tax deductible. We're a 501c3, domestic church media. P.O. Box 7509. That's P.O. Box 7509. I'm always reminded to slow down. (laughs) And that's Trenton, New Jersey, obviously. 08628. So it's Domestic Church Media. P.O. Box 7509. Trenton, 08628. And uh, no amount is too small and no amount is too great because every penny helps us. We have bills that come in on a regular basis. Even in the pandemic, we still get bills. And, um, but I, we thank God that we've been able to be here for you and for all of our family of listeners um, and viewers uh, throughout this entire ordeal and will be, God willing, you know, into the future. And I, I, again, I've, I shared with you, I think yesterday, the day before, or the day before I wasn't here, but yesterday or one day last week, that I'm just having this, this undercurrent now of restlessness. <laughs> I get this way when the Holy Spirit is going to give me another project, and not something different, part of the apostolate, but an additional arm of the apostolate. So I'm getting restless and I'm feeling it. And uh, so I, 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 I'm sure he's, he's getting me ready for the next growth spurt because we have to keep growing. We have to keep reaching more and more people every day. And I love it. it, it it's invigorating for me. I love the ride. I love the roller coaster of it all. So uh, just pray about that. But we need you more than anything, my brothers and sisters, to pray for us and to support us. And, of course, you can go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. Click the Donate Now button and make a donation of your choice. You can also text the word DONATE to us. And the number, this is our regular studio line, but text the word DONATE to 609-493-8255. That's 609-493-8255. You can text the word DONATE to 609-493-8255, and it will text you back a link. You go to that link, and it's our donation page. And you make a donation of whatever choice. It's not an automatic amount that's donated. You tell the the device what amount you want to donate. You can do it right from your phone. So, again, we thank you for all you do, all of your help, all of your prayers, and all of your generosity. We can't be here without you, and we love you, and we thank you for doing that for us. Let's go to the catechism, uh, beginning with paragraph 554554. A Foretaste of the Kingdom, the Transfiguration, today's great feast. Our catechism says, From the day 
Peter confessed that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, the Master began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Peter scorns this prediction, the Catechism says, nor do the others understand it any better than he. In this context, the mysterious episode of Jesus' transfiguration takes place on a high mountain before three witnesses chosen by himself, Peter, James, and John. Jesus' face and clothes become dazzling with light, and Moses and Elijah appear, speaking of his departure, which he was to accomplish at Jerusalem. A cloud covers him, and a voice from heaven says, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. Paragraph 555 in our Catechism says, For a moment, Jesus discloses his divine glory, confirming Peter's confession. He also reveals that he will have to go by the way of the cross at Jerusalem in order to enter into his glory. Moses and Elijah had seen God's glory on the mountain. The law and the prophets had announced the Messiah's suffering. Christ's passion is the will of the Father. The Son acts as God's servant. The cloud indicates the presence of the Holy Spirit. The whole trinity appeared, the Father in the voice, the Son in the man, and the Spirit in the shining cloud. Did you ever think of the transfiguration that way? That right there, the whole trinity appeared. When the voice said, well, first of all, our Lord in his transfiguration, his clothes and face became dazzling white, our, our Lord present, the, the, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, in his, in his divine glory, and the voice of the Father, this is my beloved Son, my chosen, listen to him, and the cloud that came over him at the time, this, the Holy Spirit. So the entire Trinity was there at the transfiguration. Um, and a footnote here says, you were transfigured on the mountains, on the mountain, and your disciples, as much as they were capable of it, beheld your glory, O Christ our God, so that when they should see you crucified, they would understand that your passion was voluntary and proclaim to the world that you truly are the splendor of the Father. You know, one of the things about the transfiguration that should get us all excited <laughs> is that that is, you know, our Lord revealed his, his glory, and one day you and I, at the end of the world, God willing, we're in heaven, will be reunited with our recreated body in a divine state, in a, in a glorified state, I should say, a glorified state. And we will we'll, we'll have that glorified body. And it's, 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 not, it's not, you know, sometimes I think we think that's so far removed from our, our, our current existence that it's like it's never going to happen or it can't happen or it's some type of fantasy. But it's not. It's true. It's a fact. It's reality. We can go through this life and, you know, as we get older, right, I'm, I'm feeling it this week. We were, as I said, during the, the, uh, the storm and we lost our power and we lost our power for a day and a half. <laughs> we had to get all of our food out of the freezer and the refrigerator in our home and bring it over here to the radio station. So we packed it up in a cup, 
a couple of coolers, and, and one of the coolers was a big cooler that we had. It was very heavy, and, and uh, I lifted that, and I think I kind of pulled a muscle in my back. <laughs> so I, it's, it's, it's one of the muscles that in the, the, the base of my back that, I, you know, it's, it's tough to sit. Um, you know, we get older, we experience this kind of stuff. Things crack and crackle more and creak more and, and, and you know, our, our bodies are decaying, basically. But we know that one day we're going to have a recreated glorified body. And there'll be no more aches and pains and there'll be no more uh, back strains or, or, or other things that uh, tend to bother us. It's it's our it's it's who we are. It's, it's you know as as a as a child of God, God created us, body and soul. And when we leave this life, if if it's before the second coming, our soul will return to God, but our body will be put in the ground, or cremated and turned to dust. But God is going to recreate that body, and reunite it with our immortal soul. So we become body and soul again, the person God created us to be, only in a glorified state. And Scripture also tells us that we will reign with Christ. We will reign with him. So all of this is something to so look forward to, how anything in this life could ever drag us down. You know, we could be upset by life in general. We are, we're human with human emotions. But it, in our heart of hearts, we know that there is something so magnificent that awaits all of us if we want it. And the transfiguration in Christ's body being transfigured, um, we have something to to use uh, to look forward to. The Catechism says in paragraph 556, on the threshold of the public life, the baptism, on the th- threshold of the Passover, the transfiguration, Jesus' baptism proclaimed the mystery of the first regeneration, namely our baptism. The transfiguration is the sacrament of the second regeneration, our own resurrection. From now on, we share in the Lord's resurrection through the Spirit who acts in the sacraments of the body of Christ. The transfiguration gives us a foretaste of Christ's glorious coming when he will change our lowly body to be like his glorious body. But it also recalls that it is through many persecutions that we must enter the kingdom of God. So, but, but just think about that. Again, this is from Catechism, paragraph 556. The transfiguration gives us a foretaste of Christ's glorious coming when he will change our lowly body to be like his glorious body. but also reminding us that it's through many persecutions that we must enter the kingdom. And so Christ, in his transfiguration, reminded the disciples that he still has to go to Jerusalem and be crucified and and be killed, only to rise again on the third day to attain or or enter into that, that glory from which he came. You know, Jesus, so you think about Jesus, uh, of course, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, he always was. It, it was only when the second person entered into this world to take on the flesh of man that he became the God-man. 
And so he will be forever only in this beautiful glorified state and promising us that we will be in that same state forever if we so choose. The Catechism says Peter did not yet understand this when he wanted to remain with Christ on the mountain. It has been reserved for you, Peter, but for after death. For now, Jesus says, go down to toil on earth, to serve on earth, to be scorned and crucified on earth. Go down to be killed. Bread goes down to suffer hunger. The way goes down to be exhausted on his journey. The spring goes down to suffer thirst, and you refuse to suffer. And I don't, it's a footnote here, and if I can get to the bottom of the page, if I can get to this real quick and see what that's 303, that was from, uh, let's see, oh, St. Augustine. <laughs> um, but all of this, my brothers and sisters, remind us, this, this beautiful day, this Feast of the Transfiguration, that this is a foretaste of what awaits us all. And that one day we will, because, you know, you know, we all know we're all leaving this world. None of us is staying here. <laughs> we're all, we're all going to have to make an exit at one point. Nobody stays here forever. We were having a discussion the other day. Um, someone was saying how there is a, you know, people always looking for the fountain, in this world, people looking for the fountain of youth, right? People want to live longer. And if you think about it, we are, really. I mean, the, the life expectancy in this country anyway, in the West, uh, is, is expanding. You know, it's always getting longer, lengthier, because of, uh, you know, medicine and, and uh, just discoveries and, and the, the uh, omission of diseases and things. We live longer. People have more health conscious. I think back to, I was watching a, um, a documentary on, uh, on the Roosevelts a number of years ago. It was on PBS, and, and uh, Franklin Roosevelt, President Roosevelt, had a stroke and died when he was 62. 62. <laughs> Three years younger than I am now. And people weren't saying, oh, he died so young. He he. he <laughs> Today, someone dies at 62, they say, you know, that's, at least I hope they think that's young. But where our life expectancies are, are continually getting longer and longer. But after a while, you know, you think to yourself, I, I don't really want to be here that long, do you? I mean, let's, 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 uh, <laughs> let's do what we have to do here. We all have tasks and get the job done and then go home to that wonderful eternal rest. That's what I'm looking forward to. Eventually, not right now. I'm not ready to go yet. I still have things to do, I'm sure. I hope. I pray. But I, who wants to live 100, 200 years down here? I don't. <laughs> Why? Unless the Lord tells you to. Someone said, well, Moses lived 800 years. A different time. You know, different work. A lot more work to be done back then, I suppose. But we, you know, we're, we're, we, have, we have jobs here. We have tasks. We have mission. Uh, but when that is up, the Lord says, come on home. I got a place waiting for you. The rest of, the, of eternity to be with me. And that's really what we're all living for. And our Lord in his transfiguration showed this to the apostles. And Peter so much so he wanted to stay there. <laughs> Can I have this too? Oh, you will, the Lord said. 
But uh, a few things you have to do first, <laughs> namely uh, being persecuted and, and even crucified. And then you'll make it up here. And we go through that too, right? So again, something to give us hope, something to look forward to. No one looks forward to dying. No one looks forward to death. But if we look at that process, that transition as just that, a transition into the next life, we don't really die. Our bodies become lifeless, but we live on. Our immortal soul lives on. And then one day, and Jesus showed us this on this beautiful feast day, one day we too shall be reunited with our bodies in a glorified state. And we will have the dazzling face and the dazzling clothes. And just like our Lord, when he, uh, after his resurrection, was with the apostles, and he, he ate with them, he, he was with them, he was true f- flesh and, and, and blood and bone, and yet he could do things that you couldn't do prior to that, his resurrection. Like walk through doors, <laughs> right? And so we will see. But again, something that will give us hope and give us great comfort in the most difficult times of our life, that there is something so much better that awaits us, that this is just part of life. Uh, the, 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 the hunger, the, the, the sadness, the, the misery, the, the pain, and the death that is part of this life as a result of sin, entering into the next life to be with the Lord for all eternity in glory and something that awaits each and every one of us if we want it. So uh, I do pray uh, that you have a blessed rest of your day, my brothers and sisters. I think the music is going to start in just a second or two. So uh, thank you for being here and um, thanks for being a part of our day. Now, if you didn't get a chance to uh, go to or listen to or watch Mass today, remember we have Mass every night at 7 o'clock here on the station so you can listen to a rebroadcast of the EWTN Mass at 7 o'clock tonight in case you want to uh, maybe relax I- this evening after dinner and just um, participate that way in the Holy Sacrifice. be a great way to spend this wonderful feast day. Uh, Cheryl and I tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Join us for Friday Live. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you and God love you. We invite you.